The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now we're joined by Porik Horkin, he of the Horkin Garden Centre family. Porik, good morning. A very good morning to you, Pat. Now you are suggesting uh, Christmas gifts and uh, for the, the green-fingered in uh, our lives. So what are you proposing? Well, we all have a gardener, I think, in our life, Pat, and gardeners by their nature are very practical people. So give them practical gifts. And uh, my list includes gardening tools. And in particular, the two tools that I value most is one called the Capability Hand Trowel. So this is a hand trowel that's suitable for planting bulbs or vegetable plants or bedding plants. But it's unique in that it's got a very sharp point at the edge, so it'll enter any, any type of heavy soil. It's stainless steel. It's guaranteed for 20 years. It's got a serrated edge, which is brilliant for cutting the roots of dandelions and many weeds in the garden. But it's also got a sharp blade on one side for cutting open fertilizer bags or compost bags. So that's called the capability hand trowel, a really, really good tool. A I very presume valuable that's, a, tool. that's a pun, is it? Uh, on It's capable of doing lots of things, but also um, Capability Brown, the famous landscape gardener of the 18th century. Absolutely, it's using the the best the best pun to 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 explain the tool as well, Pat, because it also actually has a hammer on the end for hammering in garden canes or um, little tacks or or light nails and so on. So that's the capability hand trowel, really really good, mm-hmm. and it comes with a twenty year guarantee, and it's under twenty euros, Pat. So it's a really good stock and that's filler. Pretty good. Now you're also suggesting greenhouses, but people say, how can you give someone a greenhouse? Why wouldn't you? I mean, a greenhouse is a, is a gift for life, Pat, and particularly greenhouses. I mean, in my day, it was the old traditional Eden glass house with, with, with glass, very thin glass, horticultural glass. But nowadays, they're making greenhouses with um, very durable, unbreakable polycarbonate. So this is uh, aluminium greenhouses with polycarbonated um, structure. It's very, very safe for children. The range that I'd recommend is the Bella range. They come in different sizes, maintenance free, but very, very safe. So ideal for schools, ideal for uh, older people uh, in, in your in your life or for young families. Mm-hmm. And a greenhouse pad, because they're aluminium, it's a really gift for, for a lifetime. Okay, and, so and how well easy are they to erect and make sure they don't blow away? Yeah, they're quite easy to erect. You know, obviously you want to pick a bright location for them. Relatively sheltered, but they are made, because it's polycarbonate, they're quite strong and and very, very durable and low maintenance as well. And the beauty about putting up a greenhouse at this time of the year is that you're coming into the spring in January and February, we're going to be sowing our seeds and planting our bulbs. So it's the perfect time to treat somebody to a a garden greenhouse. Mm. Now we come to your favourite device, the Wolf (laughs) Garden Hoe. Well, you've you've heard me speak about this on umpteen occasions. It's the best organic way of controlling weeds in the garden. And I have a wolf uh, garden hoe for at least 15 or 16 years now. And every week it gets a spin in, in my garden. So I'd highly recommend it. Wolf or German made. Um, generally, the handle on the hoe is about 1.8 metres. So it's six foot long, which means there's no bending. The blade on the, hoe, the wolf garden hoe is double edged. So as you push and you pull, you're cutting the weed. But the unique thing about it is that once you buy, purchase the handle, you can get several wolf 
uh, garden tools to fit that handle. So, for example, I've got a couple of different types of hoe. I've got a couple of rakes and, and a single handle that fits them all. So once you get into the wolf range, they're, they're, they're multi-changeable and the one handle covers a wide uh, selection of, of garden tools. Again, they're stainless steel and they're made to last. They're very durable, but I can highly recommend uh, okay. the garden hoe in particular. And, and finally, feed the birds. Top of the bag. Well, I, I think it's a lovely gift to give it at Christmas time, Pat, because our garden birds, not only is, is it important to look after them and help them put on protein, but also they gives a huge amount of entertainment over the Christmas and, and spring period. So if you've got a, a garden feeder or a couple of garden uh, bird hangers close to your home, they give you fantastic entertainment. And the trick with garden birds is to have a selection of different varieties of feed. So Niger seeds, some of the peanuts, some of the wild bird mix, mixes, um, some of the fat balls. So a good mixture of different seed will encourage a wide variety of birds into the garden. And it's important to feed them now, but right through until April of next year. But they give fantastic entertainment as and well. And then if you want to, you can have a bird table or a feeding station yeah. for the birds as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. OK, questions coming in thick and fast. Is there any hedge I can plant around my new home that rabbits won't attack and eat? Well, privet is probably the best patch. So ligustrum green privet, it comes in a, in a, a variegated form as well. And rabbits dislike the taste of, of the actual bark and the stems, so they tend not to go near privet. So privet is probably the best. You've also got pyracantha, the fire thorn. It's got, as the name suggests, it's got very sharp thorns, which again, deer or rabbits won't touch either. So pyracantha comes in a, in a range of different coloured berries. It flowers in the spring, berries in the autumn and it's totally evergreen, makes a super hedge or green or golden privet would be also excellent. Uh, John and Kerry says, I planted some seed potatoes at the end of September for Christmas. The stalks Mm. were in good shape, but after last week's frost have wilted Mm. considerably, wondering if there's any hope of recovery and if there is, what should one do? I would, I know there's no hope of recovery now. The frost will have damaged the stalks at this stage. So these are potatoes that are planted generally August, September period for a Christmas dinner of new potatoes. Now, generally, I advise growing them in the greenhouse that we talked about, Pat, or in a polythene tunnel to give them that extra bit of protection. But we're only three weeks to Christmas or less, two and a half weeks. So I would dig up the, the stalks now, John, see what tubers you have, and you can store those and use them for the Christmas period. But for next year, try to grow them in pots and containers in a greenhouse or in a polythene tunnel that will ensure you'll be able to keep the frost off them. What is the best time to prune a cherry blossom tree? So cherries should be pruned after flowering pads. So it's very important not to prune them at this time of year. That that applies to both the ornamental flowering cherries that we associate in the springtime, but also to fruiting cherries as well, because they suffer from a disease called silver leaf if you prune them during the winter period. So leave the pruning until they finish flowering. About the end of April is a really good time. The first week of May, cut them at that stage. And you can be quite severe. You can prune them quite hard back. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the best way to root Leylandi cuttings. Okay, so the best time to take cuttings is summertime. So anytime from late May, June, July, that sort of period, take short cuttings with Lelandii, about six inches long, strip off the leaves, apart from a little bit of foliage at the top, dip into rooting powder and put them into a very gritty mixture, half sand, half compost, and cover them with a polythene, a clear polythene cover, something like a a butcher's bag, Pat, that type of white, milky uh, uh, polythene that will let Mm -hmm. the light through but keep the 
moisture in. So midsummer's the time to do them. You can fit quite a, a number of cuttings in a small pot, so a dozen or 20 cuttings in, in quite a small pot, and make sure you use the rooting gel, but midsummer and cover them then with polythene. And the root in about nine weeks, nine to ten weeks, you've got yourself new plants. Now, uh, this one, speaking of pots, uh, is there anywhere I can get a real Christmas tree in a pot that I can then plant in my garden after the holidays? Yes, absolutely. Pop into your local garden centre. Garden centres sell rooted, potted trees, Christmas trees. So generally they're about maybe one and a half metres high. The important thing is when you, if you bring them indoors, is to keep them in as cool a, po- a spot as possible. So turn off the radiators, maybe in a porch, conservatory, hallway, somewhere that that's relatively cool. Because you know, with the central heating, if you give them too much high temperatures, they're going to defoliate as they go out. But if you put them back out in in January and February, so keep them as cool as pos- possible, keep them well watered, and you can replant them then out of doors in February. But your local garden centre will have a selection for you. Mm. Now, Eileen was on last week and says Porrick recommended last week that I put a skimmia rubella near my white berried skimmia so that it will produce lots of white berries but how near the white berried skimmia does the rubella have to be for this to happen? Well, the bees are going to do the pollination in the springtime. So skimmy rubella it's actually a beautiful plant to buy at this time of year because it's it's got these little red red uh, buds on them at the moment and they open to a beautiful scented flower in April. Now, as long as Eileen keeps the plants, you know, within maybe five or six metres of one another, the bees will do the cross-pollination in April. So you don't have them have to have them side by side. You can keep them several metres apart. I mean, if they're within the one garden patch, front garden or back garden, yeah. the bees will find the them bees and they'll do the cross. Them. The bees will find them. Now, another one, what is the name of the plant with the red stems that I see planted along the motorway and are they hard to grow? So this is a plant called Cornus alba. Uh, it comes in many different forms. The, the red stems are beautiful at this time of year. We call them dogwoods. That's the common name for them. You'll see them planted in, 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 uh, along the countryside on banks and slopes. Very, very simple plant to grow. They're actually a plant that will grow in quite heavy soil. So they're favoured by the county councils. So it's Cornus alba. There is a variegated form. I'd highly recommend that. It's got a beautiful variegated foliage in spring, summer and autumn. And then you've got the lovely red stems at this time of year. The time to prune them is as we come into mid to late March, early April. So as the cornice or dogwood is coming back into leaf, you prune it quite hard back like a rose bush and it comes back into new growth with beautiful red stems for next winter. So I'd highly recommend them. They actually come in different stem colours, Pat. So not only red, but they come in a beautiful yellow version and a green version as well. Super plant. Is it too late to plant spring bulbs, daffs, tulips and so on? Pat, we're going to be asked this question back even in January and February. So people tend to buy their bulbs and forget to plant them. The answer is no. Get them into the ground straight away. Um, I've been planting bulbs for the last five or six weeks. You can still plant them even over Christmas and they'll still come into flower. The key thing is to get them into the ground. If you haven't got space in the ground, put them into pots in a good quality compost and leave them out of doors. And then you can plant the rooted bulbs in February and March into the final area. But do get them into compost or into pots or directly out into the garden side. Okay, a couple more. My salvias have grown quite large. Will I prune them back a little or wait until spring? They were a profusion of colour all through the summer. That's from Margaret and Nace. 
Uh, Margaret, salvias are one of the best plants to grow. My advice is actually to take some cuttings now, Margaret, of the stems that are there, but also to take the height out of them. So shorten them back by about 50%. So depending on the variety, you can cut them back by by half at this time of year. That'll tidy them up and do the final pruning then as we come into February of next year. Okay, and a final one. Is it too late in the year to plant roses? I'm a complete beginner. I was hoping to source and plant Julie roses, which I believe are a hybrid tea rose. Any advice would be great. It would be gratefully received, like location, bedding type, etc. Okay, so in terms of roses, they need bright sunlight, so an open, sunny, south-facing or west-facing position, so plenty of sunlight. Reasonably good quality soil, it's important to add in some organic matter, maybe some farm manure or mushroom compost into the soil. Roses are quite hungry. And you can plant them anytime, Pat, from now right through until March or April of next year, and they will come into flower this coming summer. Very good. Porik Horkin of the Horkin Garden Centre family. Thank you very much for joining us, Porik. And that's all we've time for. A reminder that our items from today are uploaded as podcasts, which you can listen to on the News Talk app barred by Golad. Just search for The Pat Kenny Show. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.